This is Happy Monkey. This is Happy Monkey. Happy Monkey, it's me, King Mono, you feel me? I'm in the cute town, smoking on some GMO cookies right now. I just want to let you know you stole my name, but it's all good. Yours is English, I'm in Spanish. King Mono on deck, Happy Monkey. Celebration, I love you guys. Smoke one, tote one. Holla, holla. Yes, 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 and we on, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody stay blessed, stay high. Season's greetings. Happy 420, everybody, from Ramon and Vlad and the Happy Monkey crew. What's going on? What you getting high to? Definitely get high with us. If you're not getting high, please light it. Don't fight it. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Today is an amazing day. It's like New Year's for the cannabis consumer and us in the industry. So happy to be here. Seems like forever ago, our first 420, about yeah. two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. Now fast forward to the 2020 vision. Mm-hmm. And here we are, blazing and still feeling amazing. Absolutely, brother. This shit is a... Uh, and then it's crazy because, you know, this month, like everybody is obviously, it's 420 all month long. But, you know, you know, this is a, a, a special month because, like I just said, for a month long, you celebrate it like it's 420, you know? And if we don't celebrate it like a real holiday, who else is going to celebrate? Who, you know, who, you know, who else is going to do it, Ralph? You know what I mean? So if we don't do it, we don't make this a big deal, then nobody will. And I think it's necessary in these crazy times we're living right now and all this COVID stuff that, you know what I mean, the little bit of times we do got to smell the flowers like today, literally, and smoke the flowers. Absolutely. We need to do so, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, you know, I believe that this cannabis plant has helped us get through this time right now that's been so tough. So today's the day to celebrate it. Absolutely. 420 month for, for a motherfucking 30 days is very special. And like you just said, it's important that we still do things where we can kind of still stay connected because as a cannabis community, especially as smokers, this is usually something you do with a pair and a partner and a cipher, you know, a group of people and all that other stuff. So it's important that we still uh, uh, give out this content that we've been giving out, especially this whole month. If you haven't been paying attention, Happy Monkey got for the last 20 days giving out different content on our YouTube, WeTube, and straight up, you know, re-ramping our podcast and all the good stuff. Um, we've come, I guess, in this very short time of the industry, because now everything is at a pause. we done a lot. We had a, we, we had a real good uh, 420 situations for the past two years, I would say. Um, and it's been like a roller coaster for us to start 
from doing small events to barely knowing about the industry to be doing like you know after parties at MJ Biz biggest yeah. conference in the country NCIA in Boston you know we started yeah, from just from just uh you know what I mean I remember I think our first piece of merch was a hat yeah yeah that was, was our first person merch to us now having like an omni media channel yeah, to man. all sorts of different merch and apparel it's been like a roller coaster the last two and a half years you know what I mean and it's just like you know right now this is the day to celebrate what made it all happen for us which is this magical cannabis plant and it's like today's his birthday kind of thing absolutely absolutely I mean it's an unspoken holiday for the stoners you know it's it's it's, it's official it's officially unofficial but it's official type of shit you know what I mean uh, I hope everybody is definitely getting high as you're listening to this because I am I'm definitely smoking as you can you know I'm always I smoke in every show that we record um, non definitely so this one is definitely a special one like you said because we smoking for all the stoners that can't be we can't be together um, this is me hugging you from us, Happy Monkey, to y'all, to wherever you at, from wherever we are. Uh, love, light, and happiness. Um, and yeah. I want to thank all the people that have really embraced us in this industry in this little time, from all the people we work with, like, you know, like Last Prisoner Project, Steve D'Angelo, yes, yes. to, you know, Ronnie and them from Honeysuckle, to David Tran, Dope Magazine, and. You know, for him, including us in this amazing charity that's happening today, yeah, Chronic yeah. Relief and Feeding America for us to use, you know, sure. our platform that we work so hard to gain for something positive like that. And for him to allow us to be part of it is, is a big deal. And all the other people that have embraced us in, in the industry, you know Absolutely. what I mean? Arcview, all these amazing people, you know what I mean? They've really, like, you know, embraced us and made us feel like family, you know? Absolutely. Shout out to Chloe Villano. Came out to New York. Gave us an award. Uh, shout out to the Norm Organization. They they actually had their first annual award. They gave us an award, so shout out to them. You know, it's a lot of love being felt by the community, and we definitely appreciate it, and we thank you guys. And this joint we smoking right now, I want to dedicate to my brother from another mother. Hopefully, he's lighting up in heaven. Doug Green from the Norm Organization Absolutely. also played a major role and was an inspiration and a mentor to us and definitely dropped a lot of jewels and showed us a lot of love. Absolutely, bro. That was, like I said, this cannabis thing took us on this roller coaster. And Doug is, to me, was like, we were an unlikely pair on the low. Nobody knew. I guess not, but he was like a really cool dude on the low. He was a very awkward guy, but he was super cool. And, you know, a lot, a lot of love for you, Mr. Doug. Thank you very much for all that you've done. Um, and he definitely embraced us in the community. So, you know. It's like I said, you know what I mean? I, I really believe, you know what I mean? And today's a day that shows it. If you look at all the amazing people in the industry coming together to to put out all this positive energy during these bad times yeah, that man. I feel like the cannabis industry has the best percentage of humanity in, in every race, culture, religion that you could think of. It feels like the best percentage of every people that really are in this for the right reasons are like, you know what I mean, they're all amazing people that, you know, that the cannabis industry and, and the cannabis plant has brought us together with, you know what I mean? 
and it's just amazing to see like you know what I mean it's like it's like in a short time because of the plant you feel like family when when you it's like you know it's like a yeah, tribe yeah it's a tribe man it's a tribe and you guys we all know that cannabis is not a fatal and wrong thing we all know it's medicine and let's get over it man but happy 420 everybody a uh, lot of love and yo, you know, sometimes it's, uh, I'm a little speechless because it's crazy. We've done a lot in these past three years, type of situations. I'm like a roller coaster. You know, um, from smoking and, and, and smoke rides going around Manhattan in basements and rooftops to now being around, like, you know, people that, you know, you didn't know existed and gatherings and smoking and sharing this cannabis plant together. It's like it's been like the great equalizer and like. You know, it seems like, you know, like it's been like we feel like we helped make it uh, uh, a thing over here in New York where people feel like it was okay to come out the closet and gather and consume together and celebrate these days like today, just like they would any other holiday. Absolutely. Absolutely, my friend. Um, definitely warms my heart. Let's not forget that you came out on the post. My fault. Oh, Hold on. I have to let me sign. Let me sideways. Let's not forget you came out on the post not too long ago. If you guys haven't, I'm not even going to tell you too much. Look up the post. My man, uh, Vladimir, came out on the post uh, as, a, as a consumer and, you know, has some good things to say. Check out the post. Google it. Check us out on our uh, website. And, you might find and it. I was so surprised, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? To see how far we come over here in New York for a newspaper like The Post to be talking about yeah. me and the company and cannabis in a positive light. It yeah. says we've came a long way, you know? Shout out to Stu. Stu Zackums, PR <laughs> that has shot us to mainstream. Thank you, Stu. Yeah, man. You know, we just. Uh, Two young men just trying to do our thing here, man. That's all it is, man. Nothing more, nothing less. Trying to get the piece of the American dream. With my man Ralph here. And that's it, man. And just trying to show love, man. I'm, I'm yeah, that's another thing. People don't know, you know what I mean? A lot of people just see Happy Monkey and just see Vlad and Ramon, but don't know that behind the scenes, you know, we have so many amazing people that Absolutely. help us achieve these dreams. Absolutely. Like executive producer here, Ralph. Absolutely. With the curls. With the girl, you know, David. You yes know what I mean? Sir, COO. Yes, you know what I mean? Uh, we got Tech King. Yes, helps sir. with all the technology yeah, stuff. Yes, we have the Weekend Warriors. So it's just like a lot, you guys don't see them, but there's like an army of people behind us that believe in us, that help us exactly. you know, sound and look this good. And if it wasn't for them believing in the movement and in the brand, it would be hard for us to be here with you guys at the level we are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to all the ladies in Happy Monkey that help us out, man. Shout out to Raina. Shout out to Jennifer, Gender Problem. Shout out to I Am Black Rose NYC, La Rosa Negra. You know what I mean? DJ Omi. DJ Say Lagoon. This shit is getting crazy, man. This shit is, you know. DJ Nala. Yes, yes, yes. And all the ladies, man, that help us out and, like, um, give us this perspective of what a a lady of cannabis is in their, you know, in, in, in their perspective. And then and all the women in the cannabis industry that have supported us. So definitely, you know, um, got to show everybody love, man. We, you know, this shit is strong because of them, you know. We are strong because of them. A thousand percent. I want to shout out one of my mentors, 
part of Arc View Investor, but more importantly, he's been like a mentor and like an older sister to us, Barbara Paley. Oh, Thank shout you. out to Bobby. Yes, yes, yes. Take your call, call me Bobby. <laughs> but shout out to her, man, and everybody else, man, that's been showing us love throughout this journey. Shout out to Sana CBD, Salam and Steph. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We are, they are definitely are like that straight up soul and energy when it comes to them. They always show love and been supporters and helping us with the whole body and wellness part of Happy Monkey. Um, they are a force to be reckoned with. You know, they are our partners every time we go out of town to these conferences and all that shit, man. They're definitely a great spirit to have around. Definitely, definitely great pair. Shout out to International P also. Mandita definitely Loco. has, uh, you know what I mean, helped us out a lot on media because at the beginning, a lot of people don't know. Me and Ramon didn't really know how it would go. Like us, you know what I mean, being so on, on media and speaking in public. And yes, he yes. really inspired us to push forward and to really, you know, go hard and come out and public speak. Yeah, and, and do this podcast, you know. Podcast. And it's, it's, it was dope. It was really dope. And. Now we're here, you fucking crazy guy. So, yeah, it's crazy, like, how we went from, like, you know, not even really wanting to do the podcast and really yeah, want to speak in public. Yeah, international Pete did all he this said all this has to be documented and we, yeah, you guys have to really be, you know, public speaking and you got to be in the media more. And now, fast forward, you know what I mean? 2020, we have so many amazing things going on, shit. like... Uh, we just started the new segment, you know, Happy Monkey Happy Hour with Vlad for the quarantine. With yours truly? <laughs> yes. yeah, Which you asked me up to do. Absolutely. And bro, then uh, we have uh, Monkey Sessions. Which is definitely doing great yes, also. Yes, yes, yes. Check that out, everybody. Happy, everybody. We um, got the Happy Monkey ASMR. Yeah, yeah. Definitely check that out real quick. <laughs> you might like that. Then we have the Valid Not Valid. And all these things you can find on WeTube. And it's just crazy, like, you know what I mean? How it snowballed into all these different amazing shows Hell and, yeah. all, we and got ideas. Shit, bro. We got fucking, fucking Kevin Smith showing us love. If you guys don't know who Kevin Smith is, that's silent. Oh, that's another one I forgot. A bunch Whoa, of testimonials. A fucking Mitzi Stone, a porn star. Like, we got all sorts of, like, crazy people, like, from all over the world showing us love. And, you know, we got a lot of content, and you can just check us out on WeTube. We definitely on Spotify. You know, if you're not listening to us through Spotify, we on Spotify. Um, and I think that, like, I mean, like, the what it says on our website, like, we really embody, like, we are the heart of New York City cannabis. And, and that's what I feel like. I feel like it's not so much just me and you. It's just that this, this amazing culture over here in New York didn't have a voice. Right. And I just feel like it's just speaking through us. Right, so now let's let's elaborate a little bit on that, cause right, cause when you, when, we, when we tell somebody, yo, so when you when you consider yourself the New York City like like the heart of New York City cannabis, what do you what, you know what, what what do you answer to that? You know what I mean? Oh, what I answer to that is that I just feel like we're the vessel that the blood pumps, which is like basically the culture, and we just happen to be able to have a platform for the culture that we know, all the people we know in the in the in the industry, all the consumers, for us to speak for them to the world and convey how they do things, how the culture is here, how cannabis is here. And I just think that we're just the fortunate ones to be able to convey that message that the whole city feels like and and the whole vibe is over here. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I like that. I like that. I, I, I kind of feel the same way in, 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 in the sense where you say we are the heart because, you know, all the blood comes through the heart, right? All the blood through your body has to come through the heart. So basically, culture has to come through the heart. Corporate has to come through the heart. Um, you know, hip-hop, uh, women, um, everybody got to come through the heart. So I kind of I kind of like that analogy as far as you know what I mean. Because like I said, I don't feel like me and you are like just like no, I, mean, so that is I think it's just yeah. that we just created these platforms and gave all these people a voice through us yeah. and the culture a voice to be able to be like these people speak for us over here. Mm -hmm. Also, we provided a window to what's going on over here. Exactly. You know, uh, at least from our opinion, you know what I mean? Our and, perspective. And our perspective. And, and everybody we know's perspective from here. Like, Yo, that's from here. Yeah. You know, that's it. You know, you know, and you can, you know, you, it's, it's, we put it out on the table, you know, and it's a lot for me and you to come from where we come from to start doing this and speaking very publicly and, you know, you getting on camera, you going to the source. Yes. You know, so, you know, there's a lot of, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's, it's and, and you know where it comes from? Like, you know what I mean? That you, you, you just don't imagine that so many people want to know these things. How we think here. How we feel here. How we smoke here. And you yeah. would think that it wouldn't be that interesting. But it is because before us, like you said, there was no window. Yeah. So it's like people want to know like how things work here. And we just mm -hmm. gave them a window. And then we gave the people on the other side of the window and, and, uh, a, 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 a way to show the people on the other side of the window, what's going on? Yeah, man, because just just simple shit, simple shit where the the regular Joe here in New York City has to smoke in his rooftop or like in his basement or some shit like that because he can't smoke on his front lawn or in the backyard or some shit like that. You know what I mean? That doesn't exist here. You know, unless you live like in fucking Queens or something and all the way in the suburbs, but that doesn't exist. It's crazy, like I was telling a friend the other day, right, that it's crazy, like when we grew up, the most luxurious, safest way you could smoke, coming where we come from, the from humble beginnings, in the hood, was to, you had a friend with a car, and to drive around my hand, from, yes, the, uh, from the west side to the FDR was like, the the best, most, you know, yeah, the, flyest way to smoke at the time. Absolutely. You just get on the highway, you know you ain't getting stopped. <laughs> you know you don't gotta worry about the wind. No, you ain't gotta worry about the wind eating it. Um, fucking, and you just cruise it, bro, and you play whatever favorite music it is at the time, and you just blow it down. You know what I mean? And before, back then it was dubs, so you know, you was buying 20s and, you know, let's all get high, you know, and it was crazy. We was hot boxing the whip. Crazy. We didn't even know it was hot boxing. Nah, we were just smoking. Like we were just smoking like, yo, we just like, we could smoke safely. Yeah. And, you know, we don't got to worry about the wind and, and no cops or nothing. And, like, we could just <laughs> really zone out. That was crazy, bro. But, you know, it's it's been a journey. And we are here. And we are happy that people embraced us the way they did. And, you know, however we can um, show the love back, we will. And we do. You know, I hope. That's why I'm so I'm so honored for us to be a part of that. You know, whole chronic relief thing. Oh yeah, that's crazy. America. Oh yeah, yeah, Because yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, ultimate yeah, yeah, yeah. 
feeling for all the, the all the work we put in to create this platform to be able to do something to give back like that in, in, in such a bad time like this and to put it to positive use like that, you know, it's a good feeling, you know? Absolutely, absolutely, man. That shit is crazy. That was a really, really dope idea. And So let's talk about our first 420. The first 420? Because you've always been a big advocate of 420, even before Happy Monkey. Even before Happy Monkey, I would, I would literally go to my old block and you know we got to I'll get together with, a, with the whoever's outside type of shit cause you know you know if it's, if it's warm there's, there's a lot of niggas outside if it's cold ain't too many niggas outside so whoever's outside yo what's up what y'all doing boom we get together we get some weed together we go up to the rooftop and you know niggas roll up however they roll up either they roll up godfathers or they roll up their own blunts or, or the long extendos you know the double barrels and niggas is just smoking on the roof you know what I mean we get together and people would just celebrate you know 420 and then when the whole happy monkey when you know we came up with the brand and I was like yo you know the grinders and all that stuff People, I didn't realize that there really wasn't a, like, not a place, but a space. It like, was like, even like, a like, gathering. Uh, yeah, like, there wasn't, like, a, 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 a platform of, of people just gathering to smoke. No, that was foreign over here. You know, there was, yeah, like, you don't, there wasn't somebody having, like, an open house where you could just go and there's no. just a smoking thing, you know, not a, not no heavy drugs, no, no alcohol. alcohol, no none of that shit. Just like a bunch of potheads. That unless you're like a bunch of friends, but there was no like space and time and life and nothing. And and it's just crazy how everything from like you said, even before Happy Monkey, you were always into four twenty, so you used to go on the, on the roof and smoke with everybody. To even the fact that the whole idea of everything sparked by you going to Amsterdam and gathering with strangers that you never knew Absolutely. and seeing a place like that and smoking with them gave you that inspiration. Yeah, yeah. It was the whole thing because it wasn't... All right, obviously you walked into the place, you smell weed, right? But the weed was behind a bar and order or whatever the case may be. But that wasn't the big idea so the whole thing was just you got people from all over the world sitting together smoking and I thought to myself damn that's just, just, just why New York is just like that there's a bunch of people from all over the world in New York City and I'm pretty sure there's a billion people like just walking around that just want to go to somewhere and just smoke and I have to think about getting belligerently drunk all this other shit. They just want to smoke. And I experienced that over there. And not only that, like you said, I got to speak to people from all over the world. I'm not... I, obviously, out of the pair, you're the one that's the... The outrovert. More the talker. The talker. You know what I mean? So, for me to just be there and, and was able to like partake with a whole bunch of people from all over the world like in an hour or two type of shit... I was like, oh yeah, this is this this is a bunch of people out there like me, and it's a great opportunity to just have like a space where people just chill and like and connect and 
that's basically it right now. You know what I mean? Whether whether you like it or not, we basically made people connect. Of course. On another level. And people that's why it's the great now. equalizer. Yeah. It's relationships based off of these gatherings. Exactly. So that was the whole thing. We You, you, you used the concept of the peace pipe. And that's what basically what we did. I never forget a friend of mine. He told me one time, I said, if you had to describe the energy and the vibe in some of our events, and he said, well, I have to take you back to the Native American days. It feels like you're sitting around the fire, teepee style, and you're passing around the peace pipe. That's it. That's the energy he said he felt. That's it. And no matter where you are, where you come from, um, you're the, 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 the biggest shark in Wall Street, or you're the fucking... Thug is thug of the thugs. When you walk into a happy monkey equation, you kind of like, it, 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 it brings you to another, it brings it levels you out. You know what I mean? It, it, you kind of forget about being the shark and being the thug. That becomes a whole different life. Like, you know, that shit goes on. All your status out. outside of the, oh, of the gathering yeah. doesn't apply here. It doesn't apply. You're just a stoner here. You're and everybody else is just a stoner just like you. That's it. That's the common denominator you have with everybody the there. That is it. And that usually takes people into a positive conversation, into a positive partnership, into a positive connection. No matter what they do, even if they just have conversations when they bump into each other every once in a while. But it, it, it started off in a positive light. And the crazy part is that when you first came back from Amsterdam and you told me about this idea of these gatherings and events, I looked at you like you were from outer space. Like, what is he talking about? Yeah, because it wasn't based off money. The idea wasn't based off money. So people kind of looked at it like, huh? But it made sense because the people of money were the the people that were kind of like, Initiating the get the the gatherings, <laughs> like where where you guys at? <laughs> you saw it. We went to Vegas the first time. First time going to the conference. Yeah, we've never been to a conference, an MJ no. Biz conference. No, and the people were calling you when when we woke up the next morning. Like yo, where where are you guys doing? Where are you guys at? What's going on with y'all? We like we don't know. We, you know, we, we thought you guys were going to the conference and going to walk around on the floor. They didn't fuck the floor. We where y'all at? <laughs> People love that energy, man. They love that energy. So, you know, we kind of ran with the energy and we ran with the, you know, we ran with the merch. We ran with the media. We ran with all these things because that's what people wanted. We figured out people want an inside look on what's going on. Because they ask you all the time, yo, what's going on? What's happening? So and right, it's just crazy go. that the, 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 the foundation of everything is just like, you know, that thought of, you know, people needing a place to gather and to smoke together, and then so many things were born organically and naturally from there. Mm-hmm. Just like a plant. That's it. Just like the plant, my friend. And, you know, that shit warms my heart, man, because that was the goal, man. That was the whole goal. That was the whole shit right there, bro. We did it. And, and you know, 2020, you know, Regardless of the fact that we living through these uh, troubling times and all this other shit, you know, at least we can definitely able to still smoke and uh, enjoy your medicine at home. 
Yeah, and I've always said, man, and I'm happy that we have those. The only thing that's not disposable in life is memories and experiences. And mm -hmm. thanks to, you know, this amazing plant, we have a lot of amazing experiences and memories. And friends, and absolutely, we, you know, it was, it was definitely... So definitely stay tuned for the crazy podcast episode for 420. We got the president of Norm uh, New York chapter, Ben Liner. We have hip-hop artist and future star, Life Like Davis. Yes, 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 sir. And then we also got a big New York native cannabis entrepreneur, co-founder of Pistol Point. Our brother that came by and dropped so many jewels on us, Sid Gupta co-founder Pistol Point and you know want to thank him for coming by dropping some jewels and rocking with us on such an amazing day like today today is a very special episode because we got all special types of special guests for you and we start off with a friend of ours called Ben Liner that amazing man that came through on the boulevard is a good friend of the family. He works with Normal. I believe he's the president of the New York City chapter. And, uh, you know, they just, you know, it's always embraced us since we first met him. I think we met him at a canna gather or something like that. And uh, ever since, you know what I mean, took us in and introduced us to the rest of the Normal family and yes, always sir. just kept yes, us sir. in sight on regulations and what's happening and most importantly he became a great friend to us and really you know what i mean embraced us and showed us how things are changing in the corporate cannabis scene and the political cannabis scene and was always very nice and through him we met our great friend doug absolutely mr doug green yeah 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 man my man ben um a fellow blunt smoker because you would you you would not think it when you see mr ben but he's a fellow blunt smoker, backwards smoker, pre ready. He smokes it all. He's an OG New Yorker type of smoker, right? So because through him, like you said, we know we met our friend Doug Green. Doug Green actually had a photo shoot. And he was like pretty much um, the magazine that, that he was doing the shoot for. Yeah, it was Crane Magazine. He made it an issue because he loved the, the, the monkey movement so much. He made it an issue where they would shoot the, the shoot while we having one of our events. Absolutely. And they were like, well, fuck it. You know, if you, that's where you want it, Mr. Green. That's where we going to do it. And he had, he had his photo shoot, smoking his joint, you know, rebel style. And shout out, you know, R.I.P. to Mr. Doug Green, man. Yeah, man. That was, like, definitely the true epitome of a cannabis revolutionary and a person that was an amazing person personally and not many people we met as, as, a, as, as you know, committed to the plant and it being mainstream and fighting for it as much as him. Absolutely. He was absolutely definitely committed to the cause as far as making sure it gets legalized in the right manner. That dude knew the law, the cannabis law here in New York State, back and forth. He knew the book, like, brother, like, like his backhand. Like, that was probably maybe one of very few here in New York that knows 
everything about the cannabis laws here in New York State, bro. So shout out to him. And it was all passion. It wasn't mm-hmm. like none of it was like, you know, hey, for any monetary reason. It's just like he just dedicated his life because he felt like so passionate about people being able to have this amazing plan. Yeah, and their access. Real, real simple shit, man. But definitely, definitely. Um, real, real special 420, like we said, with our friend Ben Liner. And I think you guys, uh, you know, tune in. have a very distinguished special guest today out here in the boulevard a good friend of ours he is executive director of the organization norm he is a very 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 strong advocate of the cannabis plants that we all love Mr. Ben Liner from Normal. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir, so ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for man. gracing the boulevard with your presence. Yes, sir. Uh, my man, Ben, a.k.a. Find him on at Ben Needs a Username. My man, OG Zen Ben. Thank you, guys. Thanks very much. So, Mr. Ben, Tell we need to educate are, the people in Happy Monkey Land on the amazing journey that Ben has played and what normal plays in the cannabis industry that they know now to be so available to them. Right. Well, Normal is the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. It's been around for 50 years, since 1970, started by this guy Keith Stroop in D.C., uh, he'll be coming to New York October 22nd for uh, Normal Awards. And uh, Nice, 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 nice. Basically, their mission has been to end the prohibition of cannabis. And um, since 1970, they've gotten pretty close, and they keep on moving the needle closer and closer. And the reason we're all here today is uh, basically because of the work that they've been doing, um, you know, selflessly, really for no gain. Absolutely. I want to thank them, them and you for pushing it to where it is right now because Absolutely. I think Let's it's as close as it's everybody. ever been. You guys are doing it. You guys are part of it and really making a difference here in New York. So the community that you guys have formed here um, is just really special and I think something that's accelerating the process of you know ending the stigma, bringing people together. Um, you know, the cat's out of the bag. You know, people from government have been here and thank have you, seen thank how you. great this place is and um, how, you know, cannabis is a force for community and creativity and peace, really. Definitely, yeah, definitely. that means a lot coming from you, my friend. We've had all sorts of characters here, and as you see, this is what we try to, um, you know, show everyone and you being here telling everyone that, we are a part of that means a lot to us, you know, because it started out of love and now we're here, you know. So tell us, Ben, as far as you, how long have you been involved in normal and uh, what exactly gave you the epiphany to play such a major role in this fight against? Right. So I've been part of normal for two and a half years, not a really long time. Um, But I've always, you know, cannabis has always been part of my life, and I've always felt like this was an underrated issue, that it's, you know, uh, an issue of ruining people's lives for something that 
you know, how many of the presidents, recent presidents, have smoked cannabis? Like probably <laughs> all of them since everybody in this room's been alive. The right. flag, right. first yes. flag was made of yes. it. Yeah, but yeah, just but in I mean, general. Like people, yeah, like, just lately. Know, yeah, recently. Obama, yeah. if he if he'd gotten busted just once, uh, it would have been over. Yeah, that's it. Totally Same with Clinton. Yeah, exactly. Right. Same and with so Bush. They they got away with it. Um, and it's something yet that they still have like put people in jail for. So yes, that's yeah. something that's always you know rubbed me the wrong way and thought that we need to to end this significant part of the drug war. Thank you, my ally uh, friend. Thank you thank for your you. efforts and for all your blood, sweat, and tears that you've put to push the needle to where it is now. Absolutely. Now, we got to get into now Ben personally and his journey in cannabis. <laughs> Tell us about <laughs> your first time consuming this magical plant and how it affected your first life. First time you get high, Ben. Let us know. You know, I always knew cannabis was going to be part of my life. <laughs> I, could, I remember being like a little kid and walking down the street and smelling it and just knowing like, I don't know exactly what that is, but I want it. I want to be around that. And even as I got a little bit older, like I always knew one day I was going to smoke, smoke weed. And um, I don't know. The first time was pretty generic with a bunch of friends when I was 16 years old. Okay. Some guys. And where was this at? Uh, this was in Manhattan. I'm from New York okay. City. Okay. So. Uh, where did you New grow York, up at, New man? York. You know, I'm from 27th Street. It's very oh, yeah, so glad you, for, you can check. Absolutely. You, for, <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is, man. New we York, New keep, York. We gotta keep all the New Yorkers in check, man, Absolutely. because you know it's a, it's. A, I feel like that plays a big role. You know, the true New Yorkers are really um, telling people how the cannabis culture has yeah, been from then to now. Yeah, I was going. You know how it changed, especially from your perspective. So, we got two different perspectives. We was uptown, you downtown. So, so tell us, sixteen years old, twenty seventh Street. How is it going down? <laughs> it was some, you know, some dudes from that I knew through. Uh, that I knew from boarding school. They went to boarding school. I didn't go to boarding school. I went to Stuyvesant, like uh, International Peace. So that's two uh, Okay, house, okay, you know. okay. But, uh, so that's a Stuyvesant. So tell us what kind of weed this was, if you remember, what you were smoking in. Walk us through us. It was let let some, us live through you, Ben. It was probably some, like, Vermont perps or something. Cause of Vermont perps. From, Look at that. Like we that. wasn't even hearing about shit like that <laughs> yet. Okay, all right, okay. Like, they might not have known what it was, but that's what right. it was. We smoked it in a bowl. We were with some, like... Okay, okay. in a bowl. In a bowl. Yeah. Okay. We were, like, with some really rich girl, and she went and we went into a Chinese restaurant. We all got really stoned. You know, people are like, oh, the first time you smoke, you don't get... The, you know, I got really stoned the first time I smoked. <laughs> you got the munchies right away, Ben? got the munchies real quick. And we just ordered everything. We were laughing nonstop as we ordered everything. Oh, Those bomb rigs were no it. joke either. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, and right there. for it all. And oh, really, shit, even yeah, better. That, yeah, that, so that was yeah. an awesome experience. That, that bong is direct. That doesn't take long like the no. smoke, but that hits you right away. Yeah, that hits yeah. you right away, man. But, you know, things changed quickly. Uh, we moved on to, we were all about White Owls. We were just, oh, White Owls, that's man, true, NYC. What? Yeah. I don't know if people can see White Owls anymore, but. That's you know, crazy. Well, you see, yeah. you we, grew up, we grew up, it was we White Owls. We grew up with smoking White Owls. It was White Owls, Phillies, and Duchess. That that's was it. it. That was it. Yeah, you know. Phillies burn too fast. They just burn too fast. That's oh, problem, right? my so, man, Ben. Duchess are great, but uh, we were white owls. We were white, white owls. Owls. Okay, my man. One man. paper or two paper? You put in the two paper to make it burn slow, right? Yeah, for sure. White owls. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Split it down the middle and, and boom. Yeah. Yo, my man, Ben, man. That's crazy. You smoking straight hood white outs. 
So when when did you when did you become like a mainstream smoker like consistently? What what, what was the when was it that you started being? You're like, like fuck it, like that's like, it. I don't yeah. care who like knows. It became like everyday yeah, like, ritual type of thing. Like pretty quickly after that. Oh, <laughs> so you fell in love fast, huh? Yeah, I'm telling you, like I always knew it was coming. It was just like I didn't rush it. You know, a lot right. of people started when they were younger and. It just didn't happen to me, but I knew like one day, and then when I could tell you always got that Zen cool common collective. You look like you yeah. always had. Uh, I feel yeah. like I was just always waiting. You know, to be honest, like I always felt like a, I think when I was younger, like a little tense all the time, and then when I found weed, it was just like, oh, okay, this is what you know normal feels like. So for me, it's like some people need a little weed, some people need a lot of weed, some people don't need weed at all, uh, but for some people, it's just like you know, it it helps make uh, life better for sure. How about edibles? When's the first time you had your first edible? <laughs> edibles? Yeah, I'm not a big edibles guy. I don't know. You know, I, I, I've uh, recently gotten into them a little bit more, but, you know, we used to bake brownies and cookies and stuff like that, but it wasn't yeah, like... Yeah, I'm a big smoker myself. I'm not. Yeah, we definitely didn't know how many milligrams were in there. How about dabbing? When was your first dab? That's pretty recent. Like, I, you know, just in the last probably like three, four years. Yeah, New Yorkers is not... Yeah, That's I mean, all new to the culture, yeah. yeah. Very new to the I culture. I mean, vape carts, when that just came out of kind of nowhere, yeah. somebody told me about it, and I was like, well, I never heard it. And then everyone kind of knew about them, and then they were just everywhere. Before that, you couldn't even imagine vape carts. What you think about this like little current situation about vapes in general, like um, it killed a few people now. They're kind of like making it a big deal, like cigarettes, alcohol. Yeah. Else. I'm not, you know, I don't want to like say, but it's... I'm giving you facts, right? Like, vape killed a couple of people. Well, yesterday somebody probably died. A couple of people probably died of a car accident or something. You know, but people, a lot of people died. So what do you think about the little vape situation that people are, like, getting a black market? And I don't know. I don't want to be another one of these guys that say, I told you so. Right. But I told you so. Right. <laughs> we, <laughs> shit. Right. Like, weed is great. Like, the way it is, the flower, it's perfect. Like, everything in there works together. It's right. really unique the way, you know, it's got these special properties that nothing else really has that anything else when you inhale it is you know, so clearly bad for you but cannabis, you know, you can smoke it and possibly it's you know, not bad for you and good for you. Um, so... Like that's a way to do it, right? Because you know, it's the flower, kids, man. you know, it's the kids, flower. kids. Some kids need the oil or something for seizures and stuff like that. But, but they don't need vape. That yeah, they don't need don't. the vape. I mean, maybe it's, for school or some people do. Yeah, but they need tincture it, they or have something. It. But but don't you know, this dank vapes thing. Like yeah. anybody who's still selling dank vapes, like yeah. change the brand. It's dead, right. You know, please. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, <laughs> Mister Zen Ben. What has been the pinnacle of? For you, since you've been involved in normal the two and a half years, what was like a good, uh, like you know, monumental moment for you that you saw something that made a big difference since you've been involved? I mean, that's tough. Uh, you know, it, it's there are like individuals who make a huge difference. You know, there's not a ton of people in this movement. There's a ton of people who smoke. Yeah, but, but there's, there's not not a ton of them that. Are willing to come out and tell people they smoke and then out of those who are willing to come out not a ton of those who are willing to like actually get involved and put in time and energy mm -hmm. so um the few people who do come out um there's only some that are like really special and those special people make monumental changes and 
you know, there's people, superstars in the community, you see them, and when you hear them speak, you're like, oh, this person's a superstar. And so, like, someone like Doug Green, who... Yes, yes man. Rest in peace. Our good friend Doug Green, man. Snoop what an amazing, amazing Doug. person. That did so man. much, man, and legends never die, and yeah, his man. name is going to live forever as long as we're around because he really was, like, one yeah. of the most passionate, like you said, real people that know, was really I know, I know you asked him was, what was one of his pinnacles, but I tell you, one of mine's, not, not about him, but one of mine's was kind of meeting Doug Green on the low because I, I say Doug Green because he was this real awkward, different person, right? Real different white boy. By the from, way, from guys, the Doug Green is a friend of ours that passed away yeah. that was also involved in normal Absolutely. and was an advocate for cannabis change Absolutely. for I would say like twenty, thirty years, right, Ben? Yeah, like thirty years. I yeah, mean, going strong. You would you wouldn't look at him and think this guy's, you know, yep, fifty he, something years old. But exactly for thirty years and nobody worked harder or knew more about New York State. Absolutely not. More than him? Absolutely not. He was on it. Real intelligent guy. And like I said, coming from our background, I would have never in a million years thought that me and him would like bond so quickly. And we went up to Albany. We we met each other. He he went up on the bus, and I went on on my own driving up there. And he was like, "Yo, I'm going down with you, man. You're going driving. We're going down with you." So we got to bond in those drives because you know if anybody's taking a drive with someone, you bond with them. You know what I mean? And right. he smoked the blood with me. You know, this is someone like you said, someone who's very smart, knows about all the bills and legislative, and done all these things. So I'm over here smoking blunts with my man Snoop Diggity Doug. So it's like you know we get to bond this long ass ride, and that was like real cool. And he, you know, again something that was very out of the ordinary for me so I was very very honored to be a part of that man's life so thank you very much Mr. Doug Green yeah and everything you've done we will keep it moving for you my friend trust me so what do you see now on the horizon as far as like all these things we hear the cannabis industry is changing legalization is allegedly on the horizon allegedly expand the medical allegedly recreational we need to hear it from the horse's mouth Mr. Zen Ben what are you seeing what is your perspective you know I think less people are going to be arrested for cannabis I think there's going to be a lot more nice. we need that douchey you know terrible cannabis companies run by like you know <laughs> PR whores who corporate America you know, are just trying <laughs> to like manipulate the public with big advertising and marketing money to buy like shitty you know light deaf weed and you know that's unfortunate there's you know people who really want to find great weed will still be able to find great weed and more people smoking weed is going to be um, great for the whole world I think and it's going to be great to be able to you know not have to worry about smoking a joint and someone taking your kids away uh, Word. it's going to be great like, how many people's lives have just been ruined by yeah. once you go to jail for like something to do with <coughs> cannabis we're talking about people who are still in jail for serving like 20-30 years Absolutely. for just cannabis and people are like oh they must have also like shot someone or else no it's just cannabis yeah like just, they're, cannabis. They're just cannabis non non-violent yeah no they're like oh this rapist he got out in 10 years yeah this guy's still and john boehner is make like is making 20 million dollars for doing it john boehner who's you know from <laughs> the, the biggest conservative uh, against yeah. it yeah. now who made all these laws again and all so 
for any state to be like we're still going to put people in jail and ruin their lives when these you know lawmakers are making millions of dollars from it and you know former CEOs from Kellogg and other companies are making <laughs> millions of dollars <laughs> from it um it's absurd it's absurd yeah, it's everybody crazy. knows it and having to wait the hypocrisy of the democracy ben yeah but having to wait even another day they're like oh it's coming and it's coming in a year it's coming in two years but having to wait another hour another day yeah it's, is it's, ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous so how long you think it's going to take before it becomes rec recreational everyone just so you know uh in this small town called new york city ben here in New York City, it might be, you know, adult use in New York City might be after um, it goes legal federally. It could be federal before, which, w and it could, if it's legal federally, it would still be illegal here in New York. So, uh, I didn't know that. It could happen, crazy. you know, it could happen in 2020 that it, the law changes and then we would have wreck in 2021. Um, I'd say a lot of people you know feel like it's about 50 50 because it's an election year it's, a it's really cost. gonna come down to people coming out if everybody who smoked weed came out for like yeah like fuck five it. minutes yeah and we're it'll just like, change everything we're here we smoke weed yeah you hear that happy weed. monkey world you guys gotta That's come it. and be, have your voice heard if you're yeah, tired man. of being prosecuted for cannabis and you wanna yeah, man just make it mainstream, make it mainstream. you gotta Shout step to up to the plate hashtag monkey challenge baby hashtag monkey challenge let me see you smoking. Let me see you. That's it, man. That shit normal. Everybody, wherever you should be smoking cigarettes and stuff like that, people should be able to smoke their little joint or whatever the case may be. Cause you guys saw me in front of the White House. Yeah, that, that was dope, man. And we love that. We love that, man. You know, and that's just basically just to pretty much ru just ruin that stigma. We want to ruin that stigma. Fuck that stigma. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Ben, we always ask everybody that comes here, if you had to describe Happy Monkey, the brand, the movement, the whole essence of it in one word, what word would that be, Mr. Ben? Wow, that's tough. Uh, I guess I'd say community. Ooh. I'd say community, baby. Yeah, that's what, that's, like and that's that. what cannabis is all about for me, too, so that's why um, Happy Monkey is so awesome because it just brings that community to cannabis does you know it, it, it makes that happen so thank you guys so much for creating this awesome space for all of us thank um, you for thank gracing you. us with your presence for coming on the boulevard and educating that all the people in happy monkey world about all the changes happening in legalization yes sir thank you where can we where can we find uh mr ben and the norm organization how can we find you what what's the website the main thing is check out Instagram, NYC Normal, and uh, New York Normal. How do you spell that? NYC, N-O-R-M-L, and N-Y-N-O-R-M-L. So there's no A. All right, my so, brother, thank you thank very you. much. Like my friend and my partner over here said, thank you for coming out on the boulevard. God bless you. Good night. Happy 420, everybody. Today, today, like we said, it's a crazy 420 uh, episode. So we're going to have all types of people from the life and the culture of New York City natives. And today we got the youth on board, uh, hip hop on board, and cannabis smoker on board. My man, live like, you know what I mean, Davis 
in the building and we, you know, we get, you know, we talk about his career, you know, how he first started in general and all sorts of shit, you know. Um, we talk about how cannabis influences him, um, how he started into music because he, he didn't really start with music and now he's popping. Now he got a couple songs, you know, uh, Waki and um, World War Three. And then he just dropped one called Zipper on Friday because I just recently oh, found out. Jacket? Yeah, and, and, and it was called Jacket. But yeah, yeah, it goes like, jacket. and the hook he goes up and down the with, zipper, the with the zipper. It's and I just recently scary. found out that he's a partner <laughs> with Fashion Nova, so he just killed oh, yeah. that mess. So okay. I feel that song like goes okay. with that vibe. So he got a little something, something with that. Shout out yeah. to him. Shout out to Hip Hop Mike because that's yeah. how it all started. You and know that's his mean? manager, man. And definitely like he's he's the one that brought him around and put him on to us and you know the kid is super talented mike is like you know a big supportive super supportive of us you know what i mean so you know he's working with him so he put us on to him and yeah he's a little popping so for him to take out his time and come and you know he was like hell yeah as soon as he got the phone call hip-hop mike told him yo the guys want to interview you on the podcast he was like he jumped on it, so you know I'm 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 definitely happy, and I want you guys definitely to hear that, you know, so you can hear the, um, I guess uh, the hip hop from his side of view, you know, from the entertainment side of what he look, you know, what he think about us and what we think about him and all this good shit, you know. What and I mean? then he kind of broke down like you know not like not many artists do, like you know how everything has happened organic for him, how he just started really doing Vine videos, he always yeah, was into yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. And, and how, you know what I mean, like, he grew up in this social media era and how he mixed the two up, the social media world and the music world, Absolutely. and that's what made him the amazing artist he is today. Absolutely. He did his thing, man. But definitely, everybody, I think uh, you'll find this one interesting because we don't got too many hip-hop artists in our actually in our um, roster, so yeah. this is a good one, guys. And um, and I believe he's going to be really big in the future, so I'm honored to have him now because he that kid is destined for great things. Absolutely. Everybody stay tuned. Live like Davis. Happy Monkey. Today, everybody, all right, all right, on the Happy Monkey Podcast, we got a special guest. Actually, we got a rare guest because we usually don't have artists here. But we this is a real big artist for us because he's a New York native. He is the brand new generation. I think Gang. he's one of the leaders Over. of the new school. Gang. Leaders of That's the new school. If you want to say, you wanna say that, I, you know, yes, 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 sir, yes, sir. And he has always, always showed us support um, since he met us. And Scarlet and a gentleman. Yeah, because yeah, he's a gentleman because he's my Scarlet thing. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't go crazy, you know. Me and you, we not st- we, we real New Yorkers. We we don't get like star studded or whatever the case may be with a lot of artists that we have met and that we know, right? Yeah. So for this young man to show this type of like you know respect and love and support for us, and it, it means a lot for me. A lot, me, a lot, you know a lot, lot of respect, yeah, because you know, character. You yeah. can't. They don't sell that nowhere. That's yeah. how I knew he was gonna go places because you know what I mean. You know they don't sell character, moral principles. You know what I mean. Nowhere, and they say you know. Characters, destiny, and you know, intention is everything. And you know, right. your vibe and your Going energy in was in. always pure and real. You know Absolutely, I mean? got ladies you, and gentlemen. So today we got on the boulevard, my man. 
Love Like Davis, man. I'm here, man. Love Like, what's up? Love Like, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I feel love, man. Listen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen, man. Thank you for coming on the boulevard to rock with your brothers. Nah, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. I'm going to say this. I'm going to pop it off and just say off rip. I don't do podcast. I don't do interviews. I don't do none of that. But, like, I really jack y'all. Like you said, like. The energy has always been so pure, and when Mike brought up, I was like, "Hell yeah!" Like I don't even—it was even a question. I'm like, "Yeah, I don't care what we doing." Like I want to definitely do it tonight as soon as possible. So it's yes. an honor to have you here, Davis. Why don't you tell the people, like you know, a little bit about you know what you do, what you—you you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, tell them a little bit about stuff. you know what I mean. What they, they don't know live, right? Like, right, right. They don't know. Listen, where, where man, can they find you? You can find me on all social medias at Live Like Davis. I'm from Thirty Twenty. That's a thousand years ahead. The That's reason so. why I say I'm from Thirty Twenty is because. Everything I do is futuristic. And if you ain't catch the waves, because you're not from 3020. Whoa. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nah, but like, I'm from Brooklyn. Best style, New York, man. That's where I'm at right now. That's why I put on for put on for New York in general. But like, that's where I'm at. Um, I do some social media videos and I do music. You know, like I like to, I like the acting. And I like the music. I like to do both. I don't want to just pick one or the other. You know, I don't ain't like trying to be caught in no yeah, box. Right? Nah, nah, yeah, I'm trying. And that's really what the fans like. You know, the fans like to see you just live your life and just be genuine, not try too hard, you know? And that's really what my motive, like, that's how I live by. I do things that I really love with a passion. And then, but at the same time, I don't force nothing. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I think that, you know, you've made the impact that you made because I feel like is everything feels so staged and so forced nowadays. Right. Everybody tries to be everything but themselves. And, you know, when you see somebody, you know what I mean, from the new school, like you just come in like, you know, it is what it is. Like, this is who I am. You know, it's a breath of fresh air because nobody takes that approach anymore. Yeah, because yeah. niggas just, they looking at Instagram, they trying to be better than one another. And it's like, I used to be like that too, looking at other people's journeys and, you know, comparing it to mine. But then... After, like, you really get one-one with yourself, you know, mm -hmm. you really hone in and understand that it's you, you on your own journey, you feel me? So I don't got to I don't gotta force nothing. Y'all going to rock with me for, or you not. Yeah, 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 so you yeah, feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, man. And it's good to see the youth, you know, because there's a lot of motherfuckers that's coming out and they, you know, gang, 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 gang. And we yeah. get it. And we get it. It's cool. But not everybody could be gang, gang, gang. Yeah, right? man. Like, everybody like, got to have their own way. Have your own wave, bro. So that's that was you know that was another thing that stood out for us. You know what I mean? Because we don't we don't we don't stay in tune too much with the music. You know right. what I'm saying? So we you know we gotta listen to the radio to see what's going on. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Because we in the car, sign passing by. Right. right. Let's listen. You know what I mean? So to meet you and it just you know it was more of a personal thing than it was like oh that's you know live like the rapper right. It's more like live, I felt live. that too. You know Even when mean? when we met the first introduction with shouts to HHM Hip Hop Mike. Yes sir. Yes sir. Yeah. Man, he's fan. also been a guest on a podcast, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the brother. That's the right, homie, I, yo. And just so the strength of just we going into the building, he's like, yo, I know you're not gonna believe. I got the illest place to show you. That's literally the introduction. <laughs> that the that he, the first thing he ever told me, he's like, we about to go to Happy Monkey. I said, what? What the fuck is that? Like, where are we going? He's like, bro, I'm not gonna even tell you. When we walk through these doors, you're not gonna believe me. So it's like the fact that y'all got that reputation. With people, you know, yeah. it's amazing, and like, and it's and it feels good because it's like people like I can relate to, like y'all really coming up from. I can yeah. tell y'all coming up from y'all grinding, you know, y'all yes. started with nothing, y'all and created something, so it's like it yeah. came in fruition, you know. Absolutely, exactly, absolutely, exactly. my brother, my brother. I wanted, yeah. to, I, I wanted to ask you, man. You know what I mean? Like you said, you know, I know you do the comedy thing and the music thing. Uh, did the music or the comedy come first? 
Uh, I'm being honest. At first, I was doing music. Mm-hmm. I was I started with the music because my mom put me onto the music since I was like mm-hmm. 16. But I didn't really care for it. I was just doing it just to like you know just make her happy type. And then like my brother came up with just at, at the time there was this app called Vine, and my mm-hmm. brother started. Mm-hmm. He downloaded Vine and he was making videos in the house, and he was like, "Yo." We can make funnier videos together versus me by myself. And then we did videos <laughs> together for like a week. And then my video started going viral. And that's really how that whole me that's even crazy. doing comedy videos started. Again, I, organic, natural. Yeah. You ain't forcing. My, and my brother, too. He could have been on some... Because we did a page together. And as soon as the page started getting viral, he was like, bro, I'm going to be honest. I want to go to school and do something completely different. I was doing this for fun. <laughs> he was like, so if you want to do this seriously, go ahead. That's and, some real shit right And there, I did man. it seriously. And he still respects it. Don't, you know, don't bother me. He's just happy for me, you know? like That's crazy. Genuine. Yeah. That's what's up, man. That's why That's why you go go big, man, because you got that love already behind you. You know what right. I mean? And you're, not, and you're not doing no sneaky, funny shit. You yeah, just, nah. It's just all love. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. 100%. Right now, that single that you got out, Walkie's making Ooh, some waves right I was going to ask you about that right now. Oh, that right there is getting Ooh. some waves right there. All right, so tell this, tell, this, tell this older gentleman right here, what does Walkie mean? Walkie means, listen, you're moving funny. Like, you know how people be like, oh, you're moving, you moving yeah. Walkie. That's what that means. Walkie. Yeah. Or sometimes Walkie could also mean, like, you lit. Like, say I'm... A happy monkey, and I'm I'm, I'm smoking too much blood. Oh, now I'm moving walkie because I'm feeling good. <laughs> right. So it's two meanings, you know. But like that whole situation with the walkie 2.0, like that came about the craziest way because like, I didn't even know swipe when I first recorded that song. Like crazy. I just cut the first verse mm-hmm. and I left the second open. And I was just like, damn, it'll be ill to have somebody from Brooklyn that I really jack. Like, and I knew of them, but I didn't know I didn't know them personally yet. And I went to Lasuk that night. It's crazy because we went. I ended up going to Happy Monkey after Lasuk. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's yeah. I feel like y'all got a lot of my stories there, yo. But for real. And then he was outside in the car, and he just was like, "Yo, love." And then we just connected from there, and because he knew somebody that I knew, and then we just made it together. Now the that's synergy, you, you could tell the good. synergy yeah, and the chemistry was be. crazy there. That's how it should be. Yeah, man. nah, I really rock with Swipey, man. Like, shout out to man. him. Shout that's the homie, man. man. And the whole woo, we, we yeah, fuck yeah, with that, all of them, either all of them, <laughs> or Brooklyn. Word up, man. Nah, man. So you wanna uh, hit us with the first? We always, well, we always ask everybody who come on a, on the podcast, you know, some sort of experience because you know this is Happy Monkey, so we like to talk about the cannabis here. Yes, sir. Uh, can you please give us the first experience of getting high, my friend? Oh man, the first time I got high, man. Ah oh, man, I was in the garage with my little brother and. We had just came home from school, and at this time, like, all the kids in, I remember it was, like, middle school, too. This is crazy. It was middle school. I hope my mom listens. <laughs> but I was in middle school, and all the kids were smoking before me and my brother, I remember. like, And we came home one day, and I remember there was this kid that got off the bus, and he was just like, yo, you trying to cop? And he had, like, a nick. And we were like, damn, we don't smoke, but, like, I want to see what this is about. Like, I want right. to at least see what it is. So we looking at the packages. I don't know nothing looking at and then we just rolled that shit in the, I forgot, in a paper. Like a real, paper. like a real. Like a sheet loose of paper. Loose leaf paper. Yeah. Like rolled the weed in a loose leaf paper, like as little kids. In the loose leaf? Yes, yeah. bro. The first time on some other crazy shit. But we really got high. And I was like, wow. Like, and then I What grade that, was this? This was like at least like middle school. It was middle school. Oh, okay. Heavy, heavy okay. middle school. 
And when did you become like a frequent flyer, getting high all the time? I mean, that was like a little bit later. I didn't just start smoking off rip right there. I tried it. I was just like, all right, I'm still a young nigga. Like, let me see what, yeah. you know, go through life a little bit. But then as soon as I started really making music, I'm going to be honest, once I started really getting in the studio, That's it bad. was over. Like, the studio is nothing better than when you hire in the studio. Mm, you come Creative crazy, come out, right? But you start spitting crazy. Off the loud. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it's affecting you, but right now it's affecting us, man. It's coronavirus. I know it must have oh, fucked some gigs man. up. I Yo. was supposed to speak in South by Southwest, so tell me how it's affecting you because it's, it's, it's affecting a lot. Well, we was going to South by Southwest. I was performing in LA. I had like two stops on the baby show. His shit got, everybody's shit got canceled. Like, it's over. And I was like, I'm going to be honest, I've never performed or opened for him. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, his people reached out to me on some genuine. Oh, damn, man, man. That's crazy. Man. That's how you can tell that you yeah. ringing bells like Sunday at 12 o'clock. Yeah, 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 Sunday. <laughs> Yo, but like, yeah, this corona shit is really crazy. It's crazy to see New York City so dead right Yo. now. Oh, Walking oh. outside, you really like, peep, it looked like I Am Legend, the Will Smith shit. Yo, shit it's a movie Straight shit. Up. Straight up, man. Times Square looking glam <laughs> out here in these streets. It's crazy, shit, right? Shit looking like Gotham City in the Joker movie for they real. Got everybody yeah. holding the hand sanitizer, you hear me? Like, oh, man. <laughs> the mask and all that. Bro, no lie. I took the train. I haven't took the train in a while. I had to take the train down here, bro. My hands was in my pockets the whole time. Bro. I ain't touching <laughs> nothing. You ain't even a lint. I was like, I ain't even go. We ain't even go chance it, bro. I ain't. I ain't. As, soon as, as soon as I know I was walking down the stairs, I had my hands in my pocket. Had to stay on the train with the hands in my pocket. I walked out with hands in my pocket, bro. I ain't even trying to fuck around. Yo, right now you be in public, somebody call for sneeze. You see everybody you really turn around like, like everybody turn around, look like they're ready to pop off or somebody. <laughs> this crazy. Out nah, that's really a fact. So yeah, man, it's affecting everybody. Like I said, with the shows and all that and events, like it's quiet right now. Nah, they cancel everything. All the tours is done. Like across all artists, every the world is losing money right now. World is at a halt. Everything's yeah. on, on on pause mode. Yeah, and they keep closing stuff and closing stuff and closing shit, man. So I'm like, man. So aside from the the what you mentioned with the music and the comedy, you mentioned acting. Have you done anything, or do you plan on doing anything uh, with the acting? I just only thing I've done acting wise is going viral on social media. I'm gonna be honest. Like I've done a few like quick appearances on like wilding out and shit, but not not on the show. But like I've seen them shoot the live show, but like I've never had no acting gigs yet because I, I feel like I was more in my music bag right now. You know what I'm right saying? Out, like, man. I'm more known right now for, like, the because that's what I'm con constantly pushing. Like, mm -hmm. my songs that's out and visuals that's out. So it's like, but it's, when yeah, I get to a point where I'm really, popping. like, at the height of my career, I'm really definitely gonna pivot over and do some movie that's shit because movies is... Yeah, man. Why not? Why not? Like... Why not? Why not? It's good to have that goal now, bro. Yeah, man. Fuck that. Yeah, I know. I agree. I feel like even after this, I might have to push towards that and get some, get a few acting gigs too. Listen, man, you gotta put it in the air, man. Come right. to fruition, you know yeah. how it is. For real, man. it's out there. So, as far as the music, was was anything new coming out? Oh, uh, man, I got this song called Jacket that I'm about to drop, and it's spooky. I'm gonna be honest, it's real spooky. Talk to me about World War Three, my brother. World War Three. Oh, World whoa, talk whoa. to me about World whoa. War Three, my brother. What World you War Three. Hold on. I mean, they hit in the hotel. 
motherfucker tonight. The first, yo, I just dropped a single called World War Three. It wasn't even really a single. I was supposed to be dropping Jacket as a single. The paperwork was taking long because we had a few people who was interested in like doing the situation. Like we was trying to sign some shit or whatever. So I was like, nah, my fans is beasting for me to put out a song. So I'm gonna put out this. And I literally went to the studio. And then my boy was in town from Louisville and was like, yeah, I'm in a hotel in Manhattan, whatever, pull up on me. I got my recording studio, like equipment, whatever. And I recorded that shit in 20 minutes. <laughs> we dropped it. I was like, nah, I'm putting this out. It's fire. Like, I ain't going to lie. I feel like right now, you know, me watching like, you know, 20, 30 years of hip hop, I feel like New York is like right now. Yo. Like, New York is it's like, you know how like it goes around southeast, west. Yeah. Like it, it came back around in New York right New now. New York is really. That's how it feels, right? Bro, like it's ta- the talent out here is it's really getting spooky for real. Yeah, man. Like New York is back on deck when it comes for to the real. music yeah, right I see. Now. It's getting wacky out here. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> wacky. I heard that. Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. You could tell right now that, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's in a good state. Everybody, like, you know what I mean? In the game is looking for that New York sound. It's unfortunate what happened to Pop. Oh, man, man. That's yeah, one thing man. that's like, oh, they really try to take New York out with that one. Yeah, man, because Very he was like, he was like kind of carrying the torch right there. He was really there. carrying yeah. the torch. global yeah. shit. Yeah, for real. Like, he was getting recognized man. by a lot of other artists outside of... So that's another question, man. What, what, what? Since you in music, what artists, what artists influenced you, and you know what I mean, and like you looked up to coming up. I mean, coming up, like I listen to a lot of music. I listen to all types of music too. I don't just listen to hip hop. Right. I listen to all types of music. Like my mom played Lauryn Hill. Me growing, okay. I'm saying like old stuff, Hove, Andre Three Thousand, like, but like I'm in tune with everything. That's what really gives me that advantage. Is that I'm really a a fan of all types of music, but like who I say really inspired me the most, I say like I said, Andre Three Thousand, Hove, Yay, like they inspirations right there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. more so for they accolades and what they contributed to the game. You know, like right. not style like sound wise, but I'm saying more so they hustle and how they move, how they moving. Okay, yeah, yeah. Man. listen, man, we all aspire to, to inspire, you know, and it's right. just like you know, what I mean, you know. You see people that come from where you come from look like you look like make it to these heights. It, you know what I mean? It makes it more feasible. Right. It's like, oh, you, I can really do that. Of course, yeah. man. Now you doing it, man. Like I said, man, I, I'm doing a fan, it. man. I'm nah, feeling the vibes, man. man. For real, for real, bro. Because you know it's real. Like, I'm not telling y'all no bullshit. I know y'all not nah, of with course me, not, man. man. It's love. You only rock with the real, man. And you know what I mean? Real recognize real. And you always mm-hmm. look familiar since we met you, man. You need to you need to get in the studio. Yo, <laughs> he got bars. He's trying to front. That, he got he bars. He's been telling me that for a minute, man. He writing a book. He said with my punchlines, man. Yeah. Low key, right, so the notes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I said he writing a book. Oh man, y'all crazy, man. What do you think about the whole BK drill sound? That shit is lit right now. I'm gonna be <laughs> that honest. Shit came I like love a tsunami it. out of mm. nowhere. Took over, fucked yeah. the whole game up. Mm, that yeah, I'm gonna be honest, like. I just started, it made me get into more of the UK stuff because I never yeah. even was paying attention to the grime stuff, if I'm being genuinely honest. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've course. heard it. Yeah, I've skipped over it. Uh, but, like, New York came with such a different kind of twist. Yeah, yeah. The Brooklyn guys, man. Brooklyn they guys. They came, like, we came, we came crazy. Yeah, nah, brother, even me, brother, you talking about you, even me, that shit, that sound caught me off guard and it just, like, took over like a tsunami. yeah. It was like, and it's everybody. It ain't just us. Like, everybody from the whole industry, from no matter where they from, everybody looking for that sound. Yeah. yeah. 
Because what happens is, like, I feel like before that, like, it was starting to get, like, real, like, generic. Like, everybody with the same sound, same beats, and, like, that changed yeah. the, the dynamic a little mm-hmm. bit. Shook shit up a little bit. That was the thing. Everybody was hopping on the same production, and then that, yeah. that was just different. I was like, oh, oh, this is... I'm just happy New York had a twist on it, and it wasn't nowhere else. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> New York really, <laughs> telling you. I tell you, it's like it's like New York is back on deck right now. Y'all coming, y'all, y'all came a little strong right now, and it's like lately right now, a whole bunch of y'all, man. So, mm-hmm. so it's you know, I, I, I'm, I'm fucking with it, man. I'm fucking with the youth right now, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. Usually, I'm not really like a, a, a fan of people who like you know do the same shit. That's why I like this, you know what I mean? Because it kind of like came with something new. And I feel right. like that's why the part of the reason that that New York is back, aside from the sound, is just like. People like you, people like Swipey, people like Fabi, all of y'all. Like, it's like instead of jacking what other people's doing, like everybody came with their own wave. And like you said, like yeah. it's what it is. It's who we are, and that's why I feel like the, the and, table and, turned and, a bit. And, and let's mm-hmm. let's not forget that when we do see y'all, and y'all in the clubs, y'all partying. Yeah. Oh yeah. You you know what I mean? You, you know this is this is difference. You know what I mean. These niggas got their drill songs and all that, but they got everybody dancing in the club. Y'all got everybody dance. Niggas ain't niggas ain't mean mugging and shit like that. Nah, you know what I mean? Yes, everybody, everybody dancing, fun. everybody having fun. It's a it's like a brand new situation, so you could feel it. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a yeah. new movement. You know what I mean? You could feel it in the air, bro. And then you know what's the other thing that told me that you already that you already know because you know the the apple never falls far from the tree. I seen you rocking with Hit by Mike, and you know, like I said, he's one of our brothers. I got a lot of oh, love yeah, from him. That's man. my brother. How did you and him link up? Because that also makes a big difference, like who you rocking with, and oh, you rocking with man. the right people. Yeah, man. I mean, that's the thing. Me and HHM, another situation like where it was a hundred percent genuine. Like I had, we both had a mutual friend or whatever that, like, we both knew or whatever. My boy was like, "Yeah, I want to introduce you to this guy." Mike or whatever, like we're going to AC this night. He used to manage. It's crazy too, cause he used to manage another kid. Mike was managing another kid at this point, and I wasn't managed by anybody. I was just doing my solo or whatever. And we went to Atlantic City. We was just chilling with him the whole time. Me and my boy just, you know, just chopping it up, talking generic stuff or whatever. And then we got in the hotel and we started rolling up loud. You know, mm-hmm. this is always when it comes down to the point of really knowing mm-hmm. what the vibes That's is. That's the great equalizer. Yeah, right you, there. We rolled up, and we was chopping up. He's like, yo, where you from? And I'm like, I'm from here. And he's like, what are you doing? And it's like, damn, we have so much in common. Like, we just started talking. Like, we've come from the same place. Like, this is lit. And then I played him some, some music, and he was like, nah. Like, let's do something. And, like, and I'm going to be honest, it's been a long journey. Like, I'll be real, like, I have a lot of growth now where I am now, you know? Like, I wasn't always this sharp or, like, really knowing what I want to do. Like, it took, like, a lot of, like, training. It's, like, not a lot of people going to really stick with you through, like, your build Nah, brother, and you, know and, and you know what? I've known that man for a minute, and, you know, I've seen him be around mad artists, and he just don't put his stamp on anybody. So he must have really saw something in you because... He always came around, and you know he been around a bunch of music people or whatever. So right, right, he right. must have really, like you said, yeah, I must have had some really good chemistry. He must have really saw that. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you somebody that he could go in the long haul with. Right, exactly. Like, he pushed me. Like we be, but don't get me wrong. Like I love him. That's my brother. But like obviously, every brother, like you know, y'all always gonna have y'all fights. Like this game is. Of course. Mm-hmm. But like I know that it come always comes from a place of you see this for me. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's what I that's all I want to be surrounded by is people who's gonna push me. So like regardless. It's that this is there's a true saying, brother, so you know, is that the real people in your life don't yes you and tell you what you wanna hear. They tell you what you don't wanna hear. And if they not, then you ain't got the right people around right. you. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Straight up and down. Straight up and down. It goes down. In the full of That was real spell. That was real spill. Now, of course, brother, because it's just like if you got a bunch of yes men gonna laugh at all the jokes, say all the songs are hot, you doomed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you doomed. You like, you know I mean, you know I mean, you need like somebody that's gonna be like constructive criticism. Nah, yes, no, maybe so. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I agree. So right now, since you like, and I mean, heavy smoker, what is one of your favorite strains that you know what I mean that you really be going hard with out of all the million ones that's out here uh, I got a name like two there you go brother <laughs> no right or wrong like, answers opinions yo, is whatever you man, feel I like I like damn I, I don't want to be generic I don't like to be generic I like to I like blue cookies that's one I like okay. blue cookies calm um damn and I like Gary Payton. I recently had the Gary Payton. That was real different. You enjoyed Gary Payton? Yeah, that All was. Right. And cereal milk. Cereal milk is cool. Yeah. yeah, that was. That was. What you rock with? Dutches, backwards. Oh, I'm a, I'm a backward. I'm a backward. I'm a backward, but I like the Dutches because anytime I smoke Dutches is with Mike, so I always have a backward. He'll have a Dutch. So like. <laughs> I don't know about cigarellos. I don't do those. Uh, no, how about how about traveling so far in your career? Where you had the opportunity to touch down to so far? Oh man, I've done a lot of traveling. I'll say that. Like, oh, nice. I, yeah, I've been to a lot. Of, I haven't been in the UK. That's one place. Like, that's I've been pretty much everywhere but the UK area. Like, and that's really what like my goal is to like perform out there and do like. Like some big big mm-hmm. ass shows, big out ass stadium, like, some shit outdoor. I'm actually shit. having my first. Like I'm doing my first festival in June in Barcelona. That's gonna be my first time performing outside of the states. That's gonna be big, right yeah, there. That's yeah. gonna be dumb. Should be big, man. If they don't keep fucking with us. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Corona, yo. <laughs> so, you know. That's crazy. You just nah. So let's see. You know how that shit go. That's crazy. There's some dudes that be they be talking about from the UK. That's part of that drug movement. Some dude named Skepta. I don't know if you heard mm-hmm. this shit before. They supposed to be like the big leaders of that whole drill movement over yeah, there. Yeah, Skepta is hard. I be seeing Drake um do um songs for him and stuff. Skepta, Dave. Skepta, you listening? You gotta check out my boy, like Yo, like Davis, man. man. Yeah, listen, with my boy. Yo, I go crazy <laughs> on them UK beats, man. Listen, I'm a link with a few UK brother them. Brother yeah, them. Brad, 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 Bro. <laughs> That's another one we were supposed to go to. There's this uh, cannabis conference called Spanabis. It just passed like a week ago. Yeah, we were supposed to go. Oh, got that's canceled hard. too. Same shit. got canceled? Yeah, man. Damn, they not playing fair. At all, at all. So, brother, we asked everybody, Dave. I'm, I'm interested to hear your take on it. Everybody that comes on the show, we ask them. If you had to describe Happy Monkey, the brand, the mm. movement, the spot, everything you know about it in one word, what would it be and why? One word? Yeah. I would say movie. <laughs> it's a movie. Why? Like, why? It's really a movie. Because, like, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, like, 
when I first came, I was like, when we walked in the door, I'm like, all right, first of all, they got they whipping out iPads. You gotta this remember this shit is correct. Like it's not like no, it's not like y'all doing no, just hood shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your location is correct. Your security is correct. Your entry is correct. The establishment is fire. Like. The art, like it's just so much layers to the shit. You know what I'm saying? That's really what makes it ill because it's not just like. Don't get me wrong, I love loud. I can smoke anywhere. I rock with any like. If it's some fire, I'm rocking with it. But the fact that y'all really put together the aesthetic and it's like the brand, because that's really what's gonna get people to remember you. Like you could have been fucking. You could have some generic name. You could have generic logo. I would never remember you. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that it was happy. I was like, all right, I'm never gonna forget that. I'm never gonna. And that's why it is what it is. Yo, and by the way, we had we had a. Uh, yeah, that was. Thank you for those thank kind you. words. We done had nah, mad guests. Nobody ever used movie. That's an original. Nah. One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one is an original one. Oh man, that was big though. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, man. Nah, that I crazy. already know. That was crazy. So, brother, man, you know, it's been an honor and a pleasure, man. Yeah, you know, man. Thank you for always rocking with us and Absolutely. believing always. in us, man. Always. And, uh, you know, we hope you sell 100 million Yo. records this year. Hell you know yeah. it's coming. Plax is coming. Yeah. Don't forget about us, baby, when you <laughs> go <Plax> global. <laughs> you know what I mean? Never, but, never. Um, you already know, man. You always got a special place right here in the boulevard with Happy yes, Monkey, sir. man. Yes, you know, you got our full support. We rock with you, man. You definitely got the Happy Monkey stab of approval. You been had it. Absolutely, Love. my brother. Live like. What's up? Yes, sir. Now tell the people all the places they could find you, what you got coming up, all the different links. Listen, Plug everything. Man, it's your boy, Live Like Davis. Live Like. What's up? I told y'all I'm from 3020, man. That's a thousand years ahead. I need y'all to remember that. You cannot get to where I am unless you're in a time machine. That's where I'm at right now with it. Thousand years ahead. Jacket on the way. World War Three is out right now and it's streaming. Rosenberg just was in my comments talking about send me this. He's gonna play it on the radio. Hundred million is coming. Plaques is coming. Happy monkey, y'all. Plaque is coming too. I'm sending it. Movie. <laughs> yeah, let's give my brother a round of applause, man, because we like to give the love while yes, people are here, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Remember man. where you heard it first. Life like Davis coming like a tsunami. Yes, sir. Thirty twenty. Happy 420, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Like I said, it's a very special episode because it is 420, everybody. The whole month long has been 420, and, you know, so this has been a crazy, crazy month, even though we living in these crazy times. But it's still 420, and we still getting high. We talking about this episode. We talk about my man, Sid Gupta, uh, co-owner of... Pistol Point. Pistol Point. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Also yes, sir. a restaurant tour. New York also native. nightlife guru and most importantly, a New York native. Absolutely. So he is the, definitely somebody that's interesting for you guys to hear because, you know, true New Yorker, born and raised, restauranter, you know, uh, nightclub owner. And Absolutely. then also a big entrepreneur in the cannabis scene in Oakland and in, in Oregon and California. Absolutely. So there's not many uh, not many uh people that have all these things on their resume <laughs> and I'm born and raised in New York. So I think it's gonna be really good to talk about this man because he's also been like a inspiration and big supporter of us. You know, we met him, I think it was um a friend of a friend that invited him to one of our events. 
And then, you know, he was really loving what we were doing and showed us a lot of love and really respected the brand and then actually introduced us to an event he had yeah. with uh, for where Burner, Burner from Cookies was Burner performing, from Cook yeah. was performing at his nightclub uh, and Hudson actually Terrace. and actually yeah. at Hudson Terrace and made a formal introduction to us and really rolled out the red carpets for us and showed us a lot of love, you know what I mean? So Absolutely. definitely Absolutely. appreciate him always believing and supporting us before a lot of people even knew about us. Absolutely. So like, again, he's like one of these first New Yorkers that took a step, at least from like our generation. And like he actually took a big step into the cannabis industry and didn't play no games and, you know, and went to other states and got licenses. You know, he explains all this stuff in the, in, in, in the interview that we do. So definitely stay tuned, everybody, with the dope-ass interview with my man Sid. Uh... Ramon and Vlad, Happy Monkey Podcast. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Happy Monkey, Monkey Podcast, a.k.a. The Boulevard. Yes, sir. We on The Boulevard with this very, very special guest, man that wears many hats. He's basically New York. Born, we always love rapping New York. Born, hardworking dudes, you know, from the ground up. Um, also by coastal, so he's definitely repping New York hard. He's not just repping New York in New York; he's repping New York everywhere else he goes. You see what I'm saying? Um, definitely a boss. Definitely, I would say he will go down a New York legend. My friend. Our friend, everybody, Sid from Pistol Point, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you, Ramon. Thank you tell, for tell, tell, me. tell the people about yourself and what you know, what you do, and and whatever you want them to know about the magical Sid Gupta. Oh yeah, yeah, You're always with the intro too, huh? It's a lot of pressure. Um, well, what is there to know? I'm uh, born in New York City. We're in the restaurant business and the nightclub business. We own Hudson Terrace. Uh, Village Poorhouse, Sidebar, a piece of the Ainsworth. Uh, Well-versed in the nightclub and restaurant hospitality industry uh, from New York, which is a heavily regulated industry, liquor licenses and such. Uh, and, you know, being part of that culture for the last 15 years, I, I got to tell you, it burned me out to a large extent. And I've always been very passionate about cannabis since we were kids. You know, you guys definitely know. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, it's always been a, a major part of my life. And as we saw legalization happening, you know, first in Colorado and then other states, um, as soon as Colorado happened, to tell you the truth, I felt like I missed the boat. I'm like, damn, that opportunity's <laughs> gone now, you know? Uh, don't ask why, but, like, it, it just, because I, I went there during medical, and I had an opportunity to get in during medical, uh, and it was going wreck 12 months later. And everyone's like, it's going wreck. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, of course, absolutely. Of course. What the fuck does that mean, right? monkey podcast. Uncessor, <laughs> baby. Uncessor. On the boulevard. Uncessor. This ain't Jay Leno. No. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, so I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, I'm like, you can get weed in 7-Eleven if you're 21 and over? They're right. like, yeah, 7-Eleven. I'm like, bullshit. Right. And, then, and then that, too, like, I went to the Cannabis Cup there. Shouldn't have named I went to a festival over there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the setup for the, the way the laws were at that time was like, yo, like, are we going to have this in New York? Right. Is this like, like are, we, are we really voting for this? Right. This would be dope. Just, Absolutely. No, but right. no, it, wa it wasn't. It, it, time, before wreck, it, it was, wasn't dope. It was before wreck, well, was it? Shit, that's even a loaded thing to say because that took some time, right? Yeah. It was so early. That's what it was. It was so early to the party that um, it just wasn't regulated and it wasn't professional. You get what I'm saying? So um, there was a lot of a lot of a lot of holes in it, right? And and there was a lot of ways for um, 
for that not to progress. Yes. Right. Uh, for that uh, not to uh, evolve. For a legislator from Washington coming into Colorado to be like, what does legal cannabis look like? And be like, fuck no. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's what I saw as an operator having liquor licenses. It wasn't a good first impression. As an operator having liquor licenses in restaurants, being in regulated business. Yeah. That wasn't what I w- was hoping to see as regulated mm. cannabis. Okay. Right. And, and and I really felt, you know, the only way this is going to work is if we have regulations as an industry and do this professionally we were breaking federal law so is it better to break it in a way of you know very like like being calculated and being professional and being Uh sophisticated and being consistent and not letting the dollar prove to be the first agenda Uh right like Uh let's actually make this work um and i think we've become a lot better about that as an industry but in the beginning it was it was cowboy shit it is cowboy. Right? Shit. It's so, cowboy so that shit. that was year one for me. Twelve months later, I'm going back. It's the first year of rec. We're watching sixty minutes, CNBC. We're watching all of it. Yeah, We're seeing the fucking dispensaries ran yeah, out of weed. I'm talking yeah. to a homie. Yo, my boy made ten million dollars last month. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, I right. missed it. Yeah, you missed it. <laughs> it's over. So then no, I went back out again to the, the festival for four twenty. It was fifty times the size. Ugh, fifty shit. times. Fifty times. Now rec. One year being, to another. Being rec one year now. to another. Yeah. I'm not gonna the... speak to the product. Right. Uh, that didn't make me happy. Edibles that weren't being tested properly and fucking moldy can that shit did not make me happy. <laughs> but it was 50 times the size. We had seen it on CNBC. We saw the cover of the New York Times the day they went legal. This was happening. Yeah, and the lines were crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Right? <laughs> it was like an explosion, right? Yeah. Huh? It was like an explosion. It was year. an explosion. And, and I was lucky enough. You know, we, we come from some pretty good circles. We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're blessed to have had a lot of opportunities, all of us, right? The yes. three of us. And, um, and I, I, was, I was around certain people. And I got to meet the owner of the largest edible company at the time. And he saw that I was interested and I was asking certain questions. And I, of course, had a resume to be like, hey, like, I'm not just, right. the, you know, like, this is what I do and this is what I think. And we had a four-hour conversation. Weed's a wonderful thing that way, <laughs> by the way. Wonderful thing. <laughs> So uh, we had a four-hour conversation, and he gave me enough information and inspiration uh, where two weeks later, I was on the plane to Oregon. Okay, it was the next state going wreck. Colorado was wreck at that point. Washington was going wreck. Really fucked up tax structure. Alaska was wreck. The kid Alaska. was not moving to Alaska. Wow. He wasn't trying to go to Alaska. He was not so moving to Alaska. Get your and live your best life. You know, I am Indian, so. Oh, man. You might, you... <laughs> I could make that work. You could. I'm not sure if I have the right haircut for that weather, though. <laughs> so tell us, what happened when you got to Oregon? So I got to Oregon. It was the next state going wreck. I got there during the medical program. Um, you know, California obviously had medical, too, but Oregon was the next state going wreck. And, of course, the aspirations were being Cali, be in New York, be everywhere. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's get this regulated thing going, get the licenses, get the SOPs, understand the practice of growing in a regulated market and processing and making the products and all that. Get the brand out there. Mm. So we started that. Well, um, what, what year is this? 2014. 2014. I got out there 2013 and began the, the hunt. 2014, I actually had lights on. Um, I had about a two-year medical run before we applied for our rec licenses. Within six months, we were the largest on the record. Uh, this might be this might sound boastful, right? But uh, no, no, largest no. on the record in the It's growers. just a fact. Yeah. It's just a fact. Just a fact. <laughs> but but that was with a hundred light operations. I had just started within six months. This was my first build. That was okay. Started Shit. with a little bit. Bless. Put up a hundred lights, right? Bless. Um largest in the state on the record because everybody was off the record uh-huh. they were big <laughs> it was they still the wild wild west but yeah, when yeah. i was giving that tour and i was pitching those investors yes, on the record sir. i'm the largest on the record yes sir right that's, that's all that matters. matters that's what matters <laughs> that's all that matters that's what count um but we were able to expand that to having the largest indoor supply 
through the brand Pistol Point in Oregon. You know, we're in 120 shops during medical. Um, all those licenses, a lot of them, the medical shops converted to recreational. So we had those existing relationships. The state, unfortunately, issued way too many licenses. So there's a lot of growers that came online after us. I was the first rec license for indoor approved in the whole state. So we had a huge Crazy. jump where like during medical, you know, I was averaging 2,500 a pound or whatever. First year of rec, 3,600 a pound, 3,400 a pound. Yeah, to to this day, if you go to the inventory tracking system in that state, I have the highest price ever paid for a pound in the state of Oregon. And I'm going to take that, that shit to the bank. What was that? Um, that was the lemon Skittles. We had, what, we, so what, what was the number? 3,400, 3, 3,600. That's, that's crazy. That's big. It for was the hard. West Coast, that's... For the West Coast for a regulated market. Yeah. But that's simply because you didn't have enough licenses turned on yet. There was only like 80, 80 indoor grows at the time. There was several hundred dispensaries. The demand was still there. Demand doesn't change. When we go legal in New York, demand's not so going to change. A, it might go up a, a little bit, but like... There was a high demand, low supply at that time. Correct. Of course. So then once uh, once there was an overabundance of supply, that's when... um and we shifted into more of the wholesale business and we started mm -hmm. supporting a number of different farms. I've worked with almost 200 different farms and processors and edible brands and you name it, creams, depositories, lubes. Like if you could put weed in it, somebody made it and we probably sold it, right? <laughs> so uh, we, we ran the largest wholesale program in the state for the last three years under the recreational market. Uh, and that's given us considerable uh, relationships in the supply chain. And you know, as we see federal lifting, we see Oregon and California being the two largest suppliers of what's known as craft cannabis because there's craft cannabis and there's everything else. That everything else- Just that... FYI, this is a personal opinion. Mm. The best cannabis I'm smoking as of lately is California and Oregon. Yeah. Thank you That's very just much. just my humble opinion. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Thank you very much. I but, but, but I, you know, I'm a lifelong New Yorker, as are you. Yes. And yes. we've always, yes. you know, source where we source. Yes. Right? Uh -huh. So, um, We've had, like, we personally speak, and three of us have had different relationships and experiences with where cannabis is from yeah. and, it, and what our thoughts are on it, right? Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, California and Oregon, because of the head start, I'm yeah. saying head start. It doesn't mean you can't grow good weed in New York. It means no, that they've been they doing it for 60 start. years. Yes, yeah. they've been growing you know great weed and So when you do it for 60, like, like, so like, when we, like, like what's going to happen when federal lifts, I would think, right, my, my educated guess is that you could grow this shit in Colombia for two cents a gram. Yes. You can grow it in Thailand. You can grow it in China. This is going to all be. We whatever. have licensing in Colombia right now. Unfortunately, the regulations there don't allow for import. But again, it's incredibly inexpensive mm -hmm. and it's inc incredibly sophisticated. Colombia is the largest supplier of flowers in the entire world, to the entire world. Look you go to that. a deli to buy flowers that. or a nice. That's Colombia. Yeah. Colombian flowers. So, you know, taking that infrastructure and being able to transition yes, it yeah. in a market that desperately needs an infusion of business and yep. capital. Uh, Columbia was a natural transition. My partner's wife, partner Josh. Josh is the OG in California. I'm, I'm a restaurant guy. Yes. I was yes, here. Yes. I went there. What am I? How am I going to grow awesome. weed? I had a friend over there through my East Coast circles. He was established in the California medical market. I said, we got a 300,000 square foot warehouse. Let's build this thing out. We got partway in with the project, but it was good. <laughs> didn't build the whole thing out. It's all you know? Good, man. Um, but yeah, his, his wife is Thai. And we just got licensing in Thailand, also. Congratulations so, on thank that, you. man! I mean, I don't. I'm not even sure, it, like, how how economically viable this any of this is, dude. I'm serious. But it's just about getting that head start. You learn it's from the head first start. go around. Look, people want to gas up the cannabis business, but like, you know, we're we're big in hemp in, out west as well. We've been very big in hemp. The that big warehouse, we ended up doing pretty much all the drawing for the state of Oregon. 
or one of the bigger dryers. I've had millions of pounds what in hemp. What do you think about the current state of the hemp market? And, well, uh, well, see, that's the thing. That's actually exactly what I'm getting to. The more cannabis that's grown, I would think the cheaper the price becomes. And that's where having the protection by having a brand, by having a following, that's what's going to prevent you from falling victim as a grower or, or a creator to market commoditization. If cannabis is worth $100 a pound, it's worth $100 a pound, right? But this $20 pen that I've been buying for the last 10 years is still worth $20, mm. right? So the opportunity to now create brands that actually identify with certain sectors to be like, dude, we grow this, 100 pounds of it a year, 208th, dope-ass bottle, custom painting, whatever. There's a huge opportunity for brands to be created within those sectors too. The problem, the problem there though, right, is oversupply again. So when we're looking to markets, you're talking about what's your outlook on hemp. Um, you know, it went from $85, my average pounds being sold last year, to $15 this year, to probably $5 next year, That's right? Big... So we have to look for other ways to make money. We were very fortunate to have that big facility. So we became a drying facility, a storage facility, and a distribution facility. So you think the hemp ship sailed? I don't think it sailed. I think that if you can get in or have been, like, look, I wouldn't get into it right now. Right. Unless I was uh, Monsanto, unless I was a, a, a farmer with 5000 acres in upstate New York that had the capital, that had the infrastructure, or had the right investors, investors to support me and behind me, because it is a ride. Right. You're not going to get rich. You know, two months. Everybody thinks that. Said. Everybody thinks it's going to get rich overnight. Well, you know, we grows overnight. That's the that's the funny part. Right. You throw a seed. The next day, it's a big plant. You go sell it. Doesn't work like it that. Takes a year to grow weed. <laughs> one, one one year from the day you thought of it is the first day. So you're Sid, smoke a joint. we always ask everybody on the Happy Monkey Boulevard, and we're really interested in hearing your experience. What how what was your first experience and yes, interaction sir. with cannabis? Like your first, first time smoking. Uh you love the loaded questions. I mean, that's a pretty easy one, but for me, it's just, just two answers there. Um, I had a, a, a neighbor growing up, and he was uh, maybe like two, three years older than me, but he was like, my, my, my big brother is a total, you know, kind of straight shooter. Wonderful guy. Much better dude than I am, so right? you're saying, you're admitting that you're the black sheep, Sid? Oh, that, there's only two of us, and I am the blackest of the, of the sheep in that flock. <laughs> Promise you that. Um, but yeah, so he wasn't the guy that exposed me to cannabis the way a lot of people are. The yeah. older cousin, older brother, whatever. But I had a buddy that lived down the street, and he was a couple of years older, and he skateboarded and did all the shit that I like to do. So I was always kind of like trying to like hang out with him. So one day I go knocking on his door one summer day. I must have been like in sixth grade or something like that. And again, he's two years ahead of me. So he's not answering the door. So he's probably in the backyard or something. So I go around the backyard and he's always had this big tent, like a big camping tent set up in his backyard. And uh, there's a plume of smoke just fucking pouring out of the tent. So I'm like, hey guys, like anybody home? And they were smoking a bong. And uh, I, I hit it wrong and like it was like the reverse hit. So I blew the water out. It's like I fucked up the weed they had. So like I wasn't the favorite guy at that point. But either way, <laughs> I got I got I got two hits. I go home and it's like the first time getting high and I felt fucking great and I like wanted to eat. My mom's like, We gotta go to the dentist. I had a dentist appointment. So I went to the dentist high. It wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> so at uh, what age was that? Sixth grade. So Sixth whatever. Grade. So when was it that you became a frequent flyer? <laughs> I like that guy question. Getting higher. <laughs> I like that question. Um Eighth grade, going into ninth grade, probably, but then probably like as an everyday cannabis user, like fifteen. 
That's it. And tell us about fifteen like, is the real age. Like it's, it's with me every day. What 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 kind of weed were you smoking at the yeah. beginning? What were you listening to? What hip hop? I know you were a hip hop head. Oh yeah, so of course. Come on, we, we Biggie, Nas, Jada, yeah, Locks, Rough Riders, Rough Riders. Probably some jar rule at the bottom, but yeah. <laughs> so tell us, what, what, what were you smoking at the time when you first started, right there, uh, um, high school, right dude, there? Dude, it was it was what I mean, probably much like you guys, what my guy had, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how many weed resources did you have? That's what people don't understand. That's right? it. People don't yeah. understand. That's like, the East Coast thing. Yeah, and that, that's why I say, as being on the West Coast, that uh, we haven't been getting the best of the best from there. No. Right now, now that I'm out there, I'm like, man, you guys never even sent us the good weed. You guys been holding <laughs> <out>. <laughs> and what? We got the moldy shit, <laughs> got the seedy shit. Why are there seeds in this? Oh, seeds in that bullshit. Yeah. What, 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 what were you rolling in when you first started smoking? What was? Oh, joints, probably, I, I, I remember having Duchess. a pipe. No, p- pipe early on. Um, okay. I, I had to. I, I probably was a little bit of a late starter to being able to roll my own shit. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. I always had enough bread in my pocket to, like, buy my weed. So, like, the deal that I cut with the older kids was, like, you got to roll that shit for me, yeah, too, and they fucking groan. That's it. You know, they make a face about it. But uh, it took me a little while. But, but you probably by the time I was, like, 14, 15, I could roll. And, uh, yeah, at that point, I loved D- Dutch Masters. And then, Dutch Masters. That was my that's favorite. That's some true New York mm-hmm. shit right there. smoking We'd, Dutches. Yeah, no, always the best. We did Phillies. We did White Owls. But, like, if it was, I had my choice. Phillies and Wild. That's real New York shit I had my shit choice. Right it was Dutch Masters. It wasn't a Swisher. It wasn't a Backwood. No, nah, there was none of that's that. That's West Coast that. shit. Oh, yeah. It's old yeah. New York. There was yeah, none so of it was that. Yeah, so it was a Dutch. And then when the vanilla Dutch came out, like. The vanilla yes. Dutch, that was a big yeah. thing. That, yep. That's when uh, I think my weed game had, like, increased, like, right around that time. I think I was probably, like, 17, 18. That's it. That's when it's that's it. And, and that's the vanilla Dutch yeah. came out, and I'm like, oh, now I'm a real smoker. Yeah, that's it. The vanilla <laughs> Dutch came out. It got you. The, that one and the Palma. That's yeah. it. Tell us a little bit, Sid, about your journey in the hospitality industry. I grew up in the industry, so uh, my father was in it. Never got to really see him as a kid. My both my parents were really hard. Gave every you know every opportunity they could, every sacrifice. Uh, so we were very lucky. But you know, also they were my heroes, my parents, and uh, we still are. And that was my inspiration. I was one to be like my dad when I was a kid. That's what's up. So uh, yeah, it was natural for me, man. Like it was like I just you know I was really lucky from a young age. You know, probably ten years old. I'm like, this is exactly what I'm gonna do. And cannabis to me is is right there with it. Because there's a lot of heart and a lot of spirit that go, goes into this. And there's a huge sales aspect also. So in hospitality, it's like you want to give your best, or give the best ingredients, the best composition, the best service, the best decor, the best ambiance, the best energy. You're creating that vibe. You always told me a vibe attracts a tribe. And I've used that before. <laughs> and it's very true. Absolutely. So that's hospitality to me, man. That was, that's how I got into it. And that's how we transitioned into this. And we still, we're still in hospitality, but I just see it as one big thing. Of course, of course, because they say that there's service and there's hospitality. People don't know there's a difference, right? <laughs> you do. Of course, <laughs> of course. So what do you see right now, the current state of the cannabis market, and what do you see like as far as like in the near future, what do you see, especially here in the East Coast where we're a little uh, behind as far as like legalization? What is What are, what are, what are the SID predictions? Um... If you're a supplier of any sort of binary product, uh, you better go into white labeling and producing for others. Because if you don't have the sell-through, um, you are going to be bottom of the barrel, right? Your, 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 your product is going to be the cheapest. Uh, it, there's a term called biomass, which I probably heard like four years ago. And the first guy said it to me. I'm like, what the fuck? I can never hear that shit. Yeah. But it's really caught on. And that's, that's really, it doesn't matter what kind of product you're creating. 
biomass could even be bad oil, right? Uh, or or even just regular oil, fucking 99% distillate or isolate. Okay, that could be even considered biomass in the sense of we've got a lot of it and it needs to turn to something else in order for us to make money. <laughs> so you're going to have a ton of supply. You're going to have a ton of these binary products, the isolates and the distillates and the, the weed and the, the, and the, 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 the high-end weed, the low-end. And I know this because that's what I wholesale. I wholesale everything for mm-hmm. everybody. Right. I got my indoor, my mids. My, I, I have $30 pounds of weed over there. I've told you, you don't believe me. But seriously, man. It's crazy. Um, so that's what it's going to be. So it's brands, baby. Brands. Now, another million-dollar question. What do you think about the vape gate? Uh, it's about time. Um, surprise, this didn't happen earlier. Especially somebody like you, you know, watching the, the, the consumption of the industry and of the whole oil and vape game go on to what it got to now. It's about time, bro. I mean, you guys have seen this up close just like I have. And this also comes back to the joke I made before, which wasn't really a joke. It was a little bit safer when we were smoking flowers. We were still smoking moldy shit and pesticide shit and all that shit. What, now that it's an oil, like, that's not going to be in there? And we always got the worst. <laughs> it wasn't the tested shit or the regulated yeah. shit or whatever. So for the last 10 years, as you have maturity in these markets, whether it's Colorado, California, Oregon, whatever... It's there's this back door where people are cutting corners, but it's not just that. I mean, I've, I'm sure you have too, but I've heard stories of people just being like, "Yeah, I buy great distillate, and then I cut the fuck out of it." Okay, but where's the regulation? Where's the enforcement? Enforcement and regulation, to me, and I've said this for six, seven years of being in the probably ever since I went to Colorado, are my best friend, because the more regulation I have, the more the more it compels me and my industry, my peers. Fuck me. What about those guys? Mm-hmm. To be responsible operators. And that's when the federal government isn't going to give me that hard of a time. Let me go kill a thousand people a month and poison half the fucking country? Okay. That privilege that we have of selling legal weed, that's now taken away. Big pharma, here you go. Big tobacco, you know about regulated shit. Here you go. Sid, see you later. You guys fucked up. Fair enough. So that's that's our best. For va- vape gate, it sucks. It's, it, it, what do you it, think? Le- what do you think led up to it and like made it explode so much? Great, now? great question. Because I should have told you that in the first part. Uh, it's supply chain, right? So it's it's not just the guys putting the vitamin E oil or whatever other cutting agents into it. You have a lot of flavoring and additives. You have terpenes, right? This is a, uh, this is all blended in for flavoring, whatever else that could contaminate it. You have the original flour source the oil was made of. If the oil wasn't cleaned properly, that could be what it was. And then you have hardware. Being made in China by the billion order, right? Not, not 10 carts, not 20, not a billion fucking carts from China. Now, you have a Chinese factory with, I don't know what kind of regulation. I'm not saying that they don't have it, but I don't know what it is, right? <laughs> Producing, going from going from making 100,000 or something to a billion. What's going to happen? Is there quality control? So, was it the hardware? Was it the weed? Was it the oil and the processor contaminating it? Was it the terpenes? Was it the variables. blending agent? So when you ask that question, it's the whole industry. Mm. Whole industry needs more regulation. Mm. So ultimately, that will help uh, put us back in the right direction. To, to I should hope so. Be. I should hope so. And only only advice I can give to, to anybody, anybody, is operate as responsibly as you can. We have an opportunity right now. We have a window with decriminalization. Yes, sir. Don't be stupid about it. There's a lot of fucking ways to make money and do your shit and do it responsibly. Yes, sir. That makes a lot of sense. Well said. Yes, sir. 
So what do you think about the current climate specifically in New York State as far as legalization and what when, what is your estimate and prediction on when it'll go here? Um, I think that maybe you could answer that better than I could. <laughs> right, <laughs> Listen, man. It's just, we're interviewing the, it, it, the guy. you know it's it's the, it's gonna it's gonna go. How could it not? Um, a huge question is how the Fed because we don't have an evolved program here, Cali, Oregon, Colorado, whatever. No, all these markets yeah. have evolved programs. Big question is before we have that evolution with the thousand dispensaries the way we need. What are the feds going to do? <laughs> so, loaded question. Again, Brad, good with those. No, we, we know that <laughs> we need your expertise and perspective. What to get expertise? An, I, I, I smoked a joint and have an opinion. Uh, but, uh, uh, no expert. Yeah, listen, man. Uh, your opinion is value. There's some, some people got cheap opinions. Your opinion is not cheap, my friend. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Likewise. Thank you. Tell us some future plans for Pistol Point in the near future. Anything you guys know or expanding to? Yeah. How can we find you? Uh, well, we have a store located through our website. You can stay tuned with our Instagram, Pistol Point with an I, P-I-S-T-I-L. Pistol is uh, the first development that you see when taking a clone off of a plant or growing it from seed uh, to see what this uh, genetic might be, to see if it's a male or a female. So the p Pistol identifies the plant as a female. Uh, early on in the development process. So Pistol Point is just that, nice. plants that are flowering. So pistolpoint.com um, is a store located. We're in about 300 shops between California and Oregon right now. We're expanding the footprint. There's been 1,000 stores in the next 12 months in California. Uh, very excited for the opportunity to expand and also to participate with you fine gentlemen in what's to come in New York. There you go. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. So we always ask everybody, Sid, the million-dollar question here at Happy Monkey. If you had to describe Happy Monkey, the brand, the movement, in one word, what would that one word be? I've told you this a million times. You're a unicorn. Uh, you're, uh, you're magical. <laughs> you're special. You're one of a kind. First time I walked in here, I'm like, I did not just see that. Unicorn. I did not just see what I saw. No, right, right over here, right in the heart of it. Yeah. Heart of the apple. You Nobody never used unicorn. So, That's a unicorn. good one. You guys have done something very, very special, and I'm very lucky to call you close friends, family. Thank you. Be part friend. of this movement. Thank you, my friend. We're honored. We're honored. We're honored. Yes, sir, my friend. Everybody, one more round of applause for the man, the myth, the legend. Thank you. Yes, 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 everybody. Happy 420, happy 420, happy 420. I know this year has been a crazy year so far, but it's still 42020, and we still getting high. And I hope you're enjoying your high, and I hope you're enjoying yourself at home. Stay safe, stay clean. Definitely stay tuned. We have a lot of things coming. If you haven't checked out our WeTube yet, definitely check out our WeTube. All you got to do is type in Happy Monkey. And if you haven't gone on our site, happymonkey.com, we have a special going on all month, 20% off of everything. So go check out. You never know what Happy Monkey goodies you can find there. What's good, everybody? This is your nigga, Ralph, trying to keep you fresh with the info from Happy Monkey. Every single podcast, you already know what it is. If you haven't followed us yet, follow us on Instagram at happymonkey underscore or happymonkeygoodies. Now, remember, that's monkey with a U. Also, if you haven't checked us out, we're on YouTube. So check out our channel, Happy Monkey TV. Keep us current, live, and everything.